0: It's like so much more comfortable to know you can just lean away. What the f- is going on down there? T- T- Hello and welcome to 2018. It's WTF at TFW and I'm joined by Seth. Hello. Happy New Year.
1: Happy New Year, dude. Happy new
0: equipment!
1: Yeah, I got a new microphone. Yeah, boy. Ago. Uh, it was under the recommendation of uh, Jeremy from Transmissions Podcast, yes.
0: one of the uh, one of the go to minds for podcast tech advice. Uh, if you want to hear from the kind of people who can tell you all about how much they hate the Yeti. Uh, <laughs>
1: It is a Audio Technica ATR twenty one hundred USB Carbonoid Dynamic USB slash XLR microphone.
0: And it's fancy pants is what it is.
1: No. I mean the Yeti looks more impressive because it's this is a big giant thing. Yeah. Uh this looks more like a microphone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but with my cheap-ass, chromy little mic arm, um, it handles this much better because it's way lighter than that big, giant-ass Yeti thing.
0: Yeah. Also, I'm, I just realized now I might have been attributing a hate of Yetis to Jeremy that he doesn't have. I can't remember now if he hates Yetis because no. I met like four people who know a lot about audio tech who also hate Yetis last year, and he, I, I kind of might have mushed him in with that bunch, but uh, he can he can defend himself if he is a pro Yeti uh person i don't i don't care really tech is tech doesn't have feelings not when it isn't a transforming robot which is what we're here to talk about mm-hmm. uh seth uh nice. if if you ignore the pilot movie and get down to brass tacks of when the show actually started airing uh it is uh now we we have crossed the 10th anniversary of transformers animated oh no which is an important show to me in several respects. One of them, though, is that it's the show that I was in the midst of watching when uh, I... In the toy line I was in the midst of buying when I started doing YouTube stuff and subsequently when I started doing this podcast. So uh, we're coming up on our 10-year anniversary.
1: Yeah, I forgot that it was in the middle. Like, I knew we talked a lot about Animated Yeah. on the podcast. I just forgot it was already well going yep
0: i think that we because we had dedicated animated uh discussion episodes but i think they were all about season three if i remember
1: right at least at least season two
0: <laughs> yeah like we never talked about season one uh outside of saying we watched it so uh, there, there, there was an article on the front of TFW, and it, it goes pretty in depth to a whole lot of stuff about animated, and there's some some fun recollection in the in the discussion thread. Um, so you know, if you if you're part of that generation for whom animated was a huge part of your Transformers experience, then like, hey, uh, you've been heavy into the fandom for a decade at least. Uh, so welcome.
1: I um, uh, just that posting from the front page had that original image that we saw at botcon that yep. had everybody so worried
0: oh well they they said like right at the beginning of the in the history section not just that image of everyone that first first image of just optimus prime that we saw yeah, in that's like 07
1: yeah oh, okay that's, yeah. What I, that's what i was talking
0: about uh, th- there's also the group <laughs> shot shortly afterwards that made people even more freaked out uh because like bulkhead was all like horizontally stretched from winging his fist around uh-huh. uh uh yeah, those good times. I remember the discussions on the board. I've brought this up before, but my, one of my fondest memories of pre the show and toy line coming out is when people were just dead set on like, there's no way that these toys are actually going to transform and look like this. It's physically impossible. They're going to sell us an action figure and a vehicle and a two pack. Uh, and like, yeah, I was just reading in the article, the early rumor that there would be no transformations, just there would be like a Tasmanian devil spin uh, before they transform. Uh and it turns out they had stock footage done for, like, every single character uh, that was sometimes only seen in, like, promo material. It was really good times. Really uh, strong toy line. Uh, there's a lot of legacy from it. Like, it says here in the article, the lasting impact of Lockdown, Lugnut, Bulkhead, and Slipstream, all as characters who kind of... The animated versions of them have become their cross-generational versions in a way. Um I very fondly remember animated all the time seth you were you were also into animated
1: yeah and i remember the conversation in the room after that first image was shown everyone was like oh no what yeah what <laughs> are they doing <laughs> how can we get worse from what we just had
0: oh um, man can can you imagine being the staff on that show who had already made a season you know what your show looks like
1: yeah and it looked nothing like that image
0: <laughs> you're just like god damn it <laughs>
1: Yeah, like oh god, it's just there's no sense of proportionality or anything. It's just that Prime's head is super square in a weird way. And like there's the whole giant chin thing that that went down in that series, but not this weird squared off faceplate thing. Yeah. From that image. It was well, it
0: it and it's like both of those promo images. When you actually look at the show, it's like this is characters in motion, so they're you know stretched for, uh, for perspective and whatnot. And uh, I remember even like the the long discussion before the show was ever seen about whether or not that was the case, or if the show was going to be more like uh like some like like a Powerpuff Girls or something a little bit more like abstract with its proportions um animated ended up being like i I always felt like by the time the show was airing animated felt very grounded in a lot of ways like for a show that was so wacky looking in its promo imagery Yeah,
1: no i think it's one of the best transformer shows there ever was Mm -hmm. right up there top three anyway
0: yeah Uh, I, i almost say like it's 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 lasting impact is also evidenced by the number of people who still just friggin despise animated to this day, like, you know, there's something to be said for media that has a divisive impact as well. And when the same like when there are tons of people who still remember how much they love it and tons of people who still react to animated news with, Ugh, you know, like I, I feel like that only speaks to the strength of the show as a piece of media, Um, whether or not it connected with folks. It's like no one will forget it. And I, I want so to say that there's people I
1: mean, who are like mad about it still. It's been 10 every, years. Yeah, every
0: now and then. Every now and then you still see, you know, when, when people start putting out the call for animated toys or when a third party company shows a hint of touching on animated, I, there's always somewhere a reply of like, ugh, you know, like, oh, why would they touch that junk? And it just reminds me of even back when animated was airing. Like, I, I'd swear I once read a post where someone's like, no one's even going to remember this show uh, after it's done. Uh and it's, it's a good feeling to see that at least that's the one thing that's been super duper proven wrong. <laughs> Uh, So I wanted to highlight Animated's anniversary on here just because of how much I feel it's so intrinsically tied to this podcast as well. Um, Like early on in the podcast, a number of us got active on Twitter, at least in part because Derek Wyatt was getting active on Twitter and evidently had been listening to our show uh, back when we did like that that episode about leaks. And he was all like, what you call me? You call me Leaky? And we're like, yeah, come on the show and defend yourself. And I think he did a couple times.
1: Yeah, he was on times. the show numerous times.
0: I know. I was thinking. I was thinking like like directly, directly in in regards to the leakage things. I know that uh, that was yeah. that was like a little little gag for a little while. Um, yeah, it's it's really fun times, and uh, I, I saw also some chatter in the thread just to kind of bookend it that uh, there, there's some folks in a very positive way that feel there are lessons one could take from how animated depicted just Transformers as characters that realistically and hopefully might be seen in that upcoming Cyberverse show uh, where it's like, you know, uh, Bumblebee and Windblade on the run trying to remember stuff and having flashback stories. Like there's room in there to have like more laid back. Like here's Transformers just sitting around having a drink. You know, here's a memory of uh, of Bumblebee at McAdams or something like the, the, little, the little thing that sets Transformers apart from like robots that are always fighting each other.
1: Yeah. Yeah, well, the way they depicted life on Cybertron is... Actually, having life on Cybertron where it wasn't just like this desolate war zone with only a handful of characters in existence, you got the sense that there were cities with populations mm. and people going about their business.
0: Oh, yeah, and and like the one of the strengths of animated that I think. Uh, really parallels what made the, the current Transformers comics turn really strong is that animated was a post-war era show, uh, in its continuity. Like it was, it was asserted many times there was a great war, but by the time we're starting with with season one, the great war's been over for a long time uh and so like decepticons are on the run you get to see the uh some of the by season three some of some of the darker parts and maybe the failures of the autobot war machine and like i I really liked it like it really cemented like how much more there is to talk about with transformers in a quote-unquote post-war era you know there can still be conflict but it's not literally like everyone's a warrior with a superpower um, some people are just chilling out like Grandis in animated, you know, classics. Just, Grandis just wants to hang out and he gets freaked out when he sees weird little organic people. You know, he's, he's not like some kind of grand, powerful warrior. He's just a dude who wants to go about his life. Um, I don't know, Seth, any other, any other animated memories you want to throw out there?
1: Not, I could think of off the top of my head.
0: Yeah. I, uh, I didn't have a big plan going in to talk about it. I just wanted to, I wanted to, to reflect, bounce a little bit. Um, I still never went through with my plan from a couple years ago of collecting all of Japanese animated, but that's it's still on the table for me. I like those toys a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, going from there, Seth, I've got a quick listener question here for us from Dorsk eight one oh, two, uh, who uh, actually has a question just for you and me. Oh. Uh you want to you want to take this one?
1: Hey podcasters, I'm back hey. with a question for Chris and Seth. How That's many us. times have you thought of a tow line idea that you absolutely would love to see, but no it wouldn't happen? For me, I want Hasbro to bring Pretenders back by making Sichuan citrus- <clears throat> X Six-inch figures like Star Wars ones that have a place in the back of the chest for a small TF to fit in, and if budget allows, a panel to close the back. I imagine the TFs would be like those small triple-changer target masters that came with the Thrilling 30s Legends-class toys. What ideas do you guys have?
0: I guess ideas other than that Pretender's one we had bounced around, which sounds a whole lot like this one as well. Every, everyone has Pretender's ideas. Yeah.
1: What the hell? I, I don't know how well it came off as I was reading that, but mm-hmm. um, I have a heck of a time reading things that I haven't pre-read ahead of time. And right before uh, we started, I realized that I had been looking at the last episode's topic list and pre-read all the wrong questions
0: happens to every I think it's happened to me before and I'm the one who writes the topic lists. I thought you were going to say I don't know if you guys noticed but I was I was dropping that in some smooth radio DJ style cuz I sure noticed that.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, yes. Um, I was trying to do trying to do a voice, but uh I was going to do a different voice but and then um I chickened out. It was going to be way uh, creepier. Oh um, dear.
0: <laughs> um I had a quick I used to have a quick answer to this question which was well, uh, why don't they do the duocons? Except that now they're doing the duocons. Um, I used to have lots of quick answers to this kind of question, and then they went ahead and did them all. So, I, man. Like, Pretenders is, like, the most ripe one, even though they're now doing Pretenders, in a way. Uh, <laughs> and like, I was gonna say Playsets, but no, they've done Playset robots now. man. Uh, man. The, the, them doing seth did you see the the wave two legends that battle trap set of robots they're doing it, uh, it kind of popped up out of nowhere because the wave suddenly just released in singapore
1: is it that is it the that was in the topic list for the oh yeah the battle trap yeah 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 that's that's really cool looking.
0: that's like like that was my really fantastical idea for how to do those those guys like like if they end up doing flywheels as well like like in a in a far off future i was like oh maybe they'll just make them into a two-part combiner with two really good legends toys then combine into an articulate deluxe but that's ridiculous they'd never do that so i don't know maybe maybe some kind of small crash combiner thing and then they went ahead and did my fantasy version
1: uh yeah and it works really (laughs) well the proportions look really good in that combined
0: and I, i mean i watched a video of how they work those are two very uh engineering loaded legends toys like there's there's a lot of moving stuff in them uh they they could have very easily had the helicopter guy just lie down to turn into a helicopter I think and they like they did the complete opposite like his legs bisect and wrap around his head (laughs) um So I I really like for for these kind of like, you know, if budget could allow or, you know, what's what's like a a toy line idea you'd like to see? Like, I'm kind of out of them now. Uh, (laughs) Really, it's more like, well, I really liked these bunch of ideas and I'd like to see them on a grander scale or, you know, I'd love to see what they friggin did with Battle Trap and do it with two deluxes. And use that to like do a uh, you know we're come next year will be the fifteenth anniversary of Transformers animate or uh, Energon. Uh, you could go back and do some of those. <laughs> I of say wait a
1: minute, we're jumping yeah. ahead on animated. Right?
0: <laughs> Slow down, Tiger. Whoa, man! Every year feels like five. Uh, but but back in Energon, all the Autobots were two part combiners. So you know, do, let's redo Energon with modern engineering oh, no. for its fifteenth anniversary. Just Energon.
1: I just was criticizing people that are still angry about animated and then you bring up Energon and I realize, oh, I'm one of those people too. Just <laughs> for something else.
0: I'm j I'm mostly just still sour about the cartoon. Yeah. The, Actually the- go totally- ahead
1: and do Energon figures and then I could save some money. boom boom. Cha-cha. Uh yeah, like his idea about doing six inch pretender figures is cool yeah um i would be into that um and then being like those kind of bigger armored bodies um there would probably be some room in the chest you might have to sacrifice something like an ab crunch they they may not be able to do something like that because you need a bigger cavity yeah um although that, I, I was that just could be an interesting idea
0: I was just now thinking about how an ab crunch might work. And like if you if if things geometrically lined up, so when you put the little robot inside the shell, their hip joints are where the ab crunch would be. Like it could work. I don't know, it'd be kind of cool. Yeah. I'm asking for um, too much, but that'd be cool.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, a toy line that I know would never happen. And by saying that, someday it could happen and then I'll look like a chump would be you know a toy line that was was human characters or non-transformer characters Mm -hmm. like whether they be three and a quarter inch or six inch um that could be neat in my opinion like you could do characters from all generations and whatnot from spike and carly to kicker to to the whatever the names of the kids were and uh Transformers Prime and Beyond,
0: Doctor Arkaville. I yeah, always want Doctor Arkaville. <laughs> I, I circuit Breaker. One, no, wait a second.
1: <laughs>
0: here comes the, all the people who own her rights, kicking the door down.
1: Yeah, you throw them a dollar.
0: Yeah, here have a do- Have a dollar, kid. Uh, I, I think uh, going off that. The main thing I'd like to see is I think that there was really cool stuff on a base level happening with piloted vehicles with all the Titans Return stuff and something with like, you know, where where the pilot doesn't necessarily have to turn into a, a critical part of the robot's body. Just, you know, in, integrating pilots again in a cool way where maybe the pilots are you know, slightly nicer, more filled out, you know, like the like the current mega blocks or uh, mega constructs like Call of Duty figures Um, that that could be kind of cool, too. You know, kind of feature the pilot at the small scale and feature the transformer at the big scale. Um, I think that would be really fun. Uh, that would let them also play off of a lot of stuff they've built the baseline for in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. And uh, the only other thing I could think of that I'd like to see is just the, this isn't really a toy line gimmick. I think it'd be cool to see some more transformers where they can pull off more like quote unquote magic by using like magnets. Uh, Either to fuse stuff together, but more importantly, if you like clip two parts together as you normally would, if there's like a little magnet in there that then like unhatches something. So it's like I plug the arm in and then like this flap opens up that reveals like the pectoral details or something. Um, I like magnets a lot in toy engineering when they're done well. And uh, I I always feel like Transformers is one of the examples of like that's lacking cool magnet gimmicks uh, much anywhere in its history.
1: Okay, new toy line with a new show attached. Mm-hmm. Transformers Micro Wars. Oh man, where where you you get you get into the micro micro man origins, like half of the origins, and you do a whole line of like role play size type transformers, and the whole thing is the the Autobots and Decepticons had to shrink. For this new reason <laughs> to fight did you
0: did you seriously not read the this other question for this week you read you haven't read ahead. oh no
1: i haven't read ahead
0: okay don't read ahead then
1: okay wow
0: when we get there you're gonna your mind's gonna be blown oh no because <laughs> uh i want to expand more on this idea and we shall uh after the next listener <laughs> question
1: <laughs> yeah but then they, they come with like uh safe for america version of micronauts and then that's how you reintroduce micronauts ahead of a micronaut um movie yeah the hasbro cinematic universe movie
0: well they their hasbro cinematic universe logo for the micronauts from that uh that powerpoint slide the artwork did have a bunch of little people running around on movie optimus prime's palm so it seems like they're their early idea, at least, is to tie the Micronauts very directly in with the Transformers. Um, I still need to read the Micronauts comic book that started to come out, because I've been hearing it's pretty darn good.
1: And How uh, small do they make the Micronauts in that? Like, are they microscopic uh, people? Are they, like, super tiny? They're, they're or are small, they, like, but... three inches tall, like the toys?
0: I think they're more like the toys because like when like acro year got in a fight with snake eyes and it looked like an action figure was fighting snake eyes in the panel I was looking at. uh fico Osio's art in revolution was a little bit mushy, but the implied scale I think was was closer to that than like actually microscopic yeah um because they the you know one of the reveals is that their universe is a parallel universe built off of uh Micronus prime, which is like the 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 uh, what is it Minicon prime from the pantheon mm-hmm. um but uh, what i just wanted to throw out there because i also haven't read it yet and i've been meaning to is i've been hearing that the they just started another crossover book called uh, rom versus the micronauts and apparently it's really fun
1: why aren't they friends
0: i think the verses is just something that they put in there uh because as they far should as be i can friends as far as I can tell, they they seem like they were pretty friendly in Revolution, and I I, I want to see. I read the the preview for the book, and it seemed like they're still friends in that, or at least if there's a fight, it's just a like Rom in IDW is pretty easy to mislead. It seems if you convince them there's Direwraith, and I think I think the verses in the preview is the Micronauts show up, but because there's like a dire wraith, like hide, hiding in their equipment, Rom is like, oh, you're all dire wraith copies, and the Micronauts are like, <laughs> N- no, and Rom's like, ah. The direwraith would say that.
1: <laughs> so I'm uh, um, like a zealot.
0: He's well, he's like a zealot, but not like the in the nasty way. He just really doesn't oh. like direwraiths.
1: <laughs> well, if you're a direwraith, that that's nasty. Yeah,
0: that is nasty. And they, they, but they've also so far, as far as I've read, they've portrayed the direwraiths as like like there's no gray zone on the direwraiths. <laughs> There's uh there's no like you know hey this di-. the only time there's been a dire wraith who's been kind of okay was in a transformers book where it might have been a parody but it wasn't very clear. Um, but yeah, uh that that rom versus micronauts book is apparently quite fun, and I, I really like the the micronauts in in revolution. Uh, there's a there's a pretty cool bit where year I think year thought Snake Eyes was a robot and totally thought he was the coolest thing. Because year is kind of a robot, and he's all like, man, that robot is cool like me. <laughs> like, gives him a big thumbs up. It's either him or Rom. I haven't read the book in a couple months. But, uh, like I said, we'll cycle back around to something like that very shortly. Um, so, Seth, how about we uh, we move on to the next topic, which is another kind of soft topic, like that opening one. <laughs> soft. Uh, it's, it's, I just called it That Was 2017, because uh, TFW put up a pretty decent like year-in-review article um posted by uh our boy simon soul fury the british butcher uh which i pretty... completely
1: ignored being taking I, part in
0: uh yeah there well yeah, there was that and there's also the staff picks but i oh,
1: these aren't the staff picks
0: staff picks is the second link uh
1: oh, okay. first link is Simon's article. On, okay i clicked on the uh, yeah yeah
0: right. i uh i i made a point I, I almost forgot to and I was like nope I tried to make sure I participate in the staff Picks to just get an opinion in there Here and there and I, I got my my bid in My controversial one is In the third party staff picks and that's <sighs> that's Not up yet uh, It's the one Where I just I, I said on twitter I'm probably Going to get yelled at and then yeah. and then It became clear that someone else who Was writing for staff picks had also put like Eight runners up on his list and then me and And uh batmanian were kind of Making fun of him for a bit <laughs> Because we were like, didn't, I was like, if I, if I knew I could have like 21 runners up, I'd have a much different list. Uh, but that's that's not the case. Uh, anyway, 2017 Transformers. The main thing I wanted to do here was uh, aside from like pop out a few things from the list I thought were cool. Uh, Seth, I want to bounce off you a little bit. Just any memories we might have of 2017 without without thinking too hard about it. Just uh, <laughs> Just stuff that might have popped up like, you know, we had another one of those movies. Uh, Yeah
1: we did have one of those movies
0: Lowest grossing one of the bunch
1: Then those Toys for that movie are still in the way Of my local stores Restocking Uh, anything new Oh boy They're all in the way I was in a Target yesterday There's even nothing more Than there was last time I was in there (laughs) It's almost like After Christmas Target went We're done We're just finished just your gonna target, sell what we got and move on.
0: Your target needs to get flipped upside down until all like the gunk falls out of it. Oh, Cause... this is
1: this this was the Rona Park target. We we weren't at the Petaluma target.
0: Oh, okay. The Rona Park target needs to be flipped upside down twice. Well, the
1: the Transformer section is shrinking there. Like, um, there's barely any Transformers to begin with, and then they had stuck a bunch of the uh Voltron crap onto a transformer pegs so voltron was squeezing in
0: just like in the 80s
1: yeah <laughs> what's up with that
0: i uh this is, that bums me out to hear because target is also where all the fresh stuff first popped up in the states um and i guess all the good targets
1: oh i found those two that's right last time spoiler <laughs> for what we got this week <laughs> dug them up things i didn't of, get uh um, out of the goo. transformers <laughs> because apparently they don't sell them anymore
0: <laughs> yeah that sucks it's also it's it's a shame how much like parts of that movie line have kind of turned into you know shelf stink uh because that was one of the like quietly strongest movie lines in the last couple of years um accompanied with some of the weakest parts of the movie lines in the last couple of years
1: yeah because as someone that was sitting out that whole line. Uh, when I would see it, there was a little bit of packaging confusion with me. And sometimes it was hard to tell what were like the, the level of figure that you're kind of used to with, for a deluxe and which figures are kind of like the RID level is simplified for the kids. And there were so many, Different like sublines it seemed, like different categories of Transformer, all kind of in the transformer section. It just whenever I would go look in a transformer section, it 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 seemed cluttered in that way. Like mm. there's all these different versions of this stuff, and I'm not exactly sure what version is what without studying the packaging more.
0: Yeah. It's like at a glance, it's almost like, all right, does it have a window on the box? If no, ignore. And then it's like, um, I think with the movie toys, it, it would mostly then cross over into like all the different like store exclusive things like the Toys R Us ones having more purple on the boxes and yeah. and different box sizes. Um, It's it's also just a shame that the first couple waves of that movie line were full of such weakness when, as the movie line went on, you had like gold, uh, like Voyager Megatron, uh, Voyager Nitro, a lot lot of the Voyager toys in the back half. uh, Friggin' the best deluxe in the line, and probably also the best Titans Return deluxe simultaneously, Cogman being nigh impossible to find in person. Yeah. Uh, It was a super bummer. Uh, that's a toy everyone should have, and it's...
1: Yeah, I've tried to keep an eye out for it. Like, I'm not worried about it if I never find it, because, like I said, I'm setting out the whole line. Yeah. But that was something when I started catching wind of people talking about finding it, and people talking about looking for it. I would keep an eye out for it, Um mm-hmm. and I hadn't seen that either.
0: Well, like, a- alongside that toy line, we also had Titan's Return going on, which... uh As much as I like Combiners more than Headmasters, Titan's Return was probably a stronger line overall. And it was a, like, shockingly strong line for a line where, like, everyone's a Headmaster. That seems like a recipe for disaster. And then you get, like, three waves into it, and it's like, this line is, like, kicking ass everywhere. Like, two waves in, they kind of finished doing the base, you know, seven Headmasters, eight Headmasters, if you include four max, that, like, most people would have wanted as a minimum. And then the back half of Titans Return just went all nuts where it's like, all right, now we're also going to do like, I don't know every target master or every Decepticon one at least. And then we'll finish off the Autobot like non-exclusive target masters. Uh, Also, here's the clones out of nowhere. And here's a perfect sea spray because here's overlord. (laughs) Uh, Titans Return made 2017 pretty fun. uh, Also because the Japanese versions were so different. Um and then uh and then masterpiece friggin shows up with that megatron and uh and rewrites a couple books as well like it, it was a good year for transformers toys yeah
1: um yeah in a lot of ways it was more about masterpiece this year for me and i, I don't know if that's going to kind of keep being the the way uh for mm-hmm. the time being um but yeah that yeah because like looking at what's coming up um with with uh power of the primes it, like from what i've seen so far of what's coming i'm kind of like 50-50 like i think some of it looks awesome and and i'm looking forward to and half of it is like yeah it's skippable mm-hmm. um but i'm still kind of all in on on at least the you know the first versions of any given mold for, a, um, um, masterpiece. Mm. Sometimes I don't remember what words are. Um, so like I, I have Sunstreaker on the way. Yeah, and then then if there's like some weird repaint, I probably don't need that. But you know, whatever they do, that's not Beast Wars. Um, I'm probably gonna <laughs> stay on top of.
0: I'm uh, caveats, so I, I'm
1: caveats everywhere.
0: One of my caveats. As far as I'm concerned, Sunstreaker's a 2017 toy, at least in terms of I want to be able to talk about him in these year-end talks, so I just I put him on my list because whatever, who's gonna stop me? Uh, Sunstreaker is a fantastic masterpiece toy. I'll talk about a little bit later. Uh, and I'm uh, there's not much they can do with him, but I would be so into it if they you know did up did up a more toyetic head and some toyetic like hand swap for missiles options and did him in red to homage, like, the very first Diaclone car robot. Yeah. Um, and also because that Sunstreaker toy, everything I like about that Megatron toy, as far as its design and engineering, is duplicated in Sunstreaker, but at a more palatable level in a more compact package. Uh, Sunstreaker is an achievement, and I, uh, I I, really hope he's indicative of whatever they're doing with uh, Trailbreaker and Hoist that they've, they've hinted about. But... Uh, yeah, toy-wise, like, this isn't even looking at the unofficial side of 2017, which also had a whole bunch of, uh, of solid stuff, like that friggin' uh, Unique Toys movie lockdown that does its own transforming magic, uh, among other things. Uh, toys in 2017, I think, were, were fantastic. Um, I want to briefly throw out a couple mentions to the comics as well, since the article did, and, and they brought up some good stuff. Like uh, The Transformers comics this year were in, a, I think, a state of flux, and throughout that, there were still some high points. Like, there was this issue of the Optimus Prime ongoing, which was kind of a uh, an exit for Sideswipe, and it was a, a like, shockingly solid comic book that I didn't even really like until the back third when it revealed what was going on in the comic. Uh, and then it, 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 was, it was, on a second read, just amazing. Like, it's a really good issue. Uh, Optimus Prime number nine. <clears throat> uh, Lost Light uh, also had the up until the last few pages at least well aside from the very last pages uh this this decent um mutineers trilogy uh arc of three issues that kind of brought back a lot of the good feelings of the earlier more than meets the eye stuff for me and then this year was also like where the bulk of uh for me at least the bulk of the best stuff from till all are one came out which is the best transformers book i've read in a good long time uh it's it's a shame that it's over Uh, And this year also had the the ROM versus Transformers five-parter, which was, like, the best case ever made for both crossover books for Transformers and stuff that takes place, you know, centuries earlier uh, in the timeline. Uh, It was a really cool five-parter that doesn't really require a lot of extra reading to get into. uh, And introduced a super solid new IDW character that I I hope to see uh, toys of, at least unofficially, at some point. Uh, and also lots more uh, lots more Space Knights uh, of different shapes and sizes. Um, it's a really cool five-parter. I super recommend. And uh, yeah, other than that, 2017 also had like... There was a cartoon in 2017, but it was RID, which was fine. It was probably the best RID has ever been. But even then, that means it was solidly adequate at its highest points. Um, this year was a real, I think, like heavy reminder of two things. A, Transformers cartoons uh aren't are are in a weird place right now, in my opinion, where they're not the primary media, but then like the toy lines for those cartoons are also not the primary toy lines. They're both in this weird medium area as far as the franchise feels right now. And uh this year also or last year also kind of clinched that like when they say they're gonna make a Transformers cartoon for older fans and you see the Machinima logo, that means you should ignore it, because it will probably suck. Uh, as far as its production goes, I've, I've watched two episodes of Titans Return and I I don't intend to watch any more until it's done. And then when I watch some more, it's not going to be because I like it. It's going to be performative, which I, just, I don't even like doing all that often. But Titans Return, it's like, all right, mm-hmm. I want to see how this train wrecks. <laughs> like, like they in episode one, they already had like. Just like, you know, the most awkward, weird stuff like they got Victor Coroli back to do the narration uh, at the at the beginning in which they have him read a weird typo out loud. <laughs> where he refers to a character instead of the mistress of flame he refers to her as though her name is mistress of flame like the the grammar of that sentence as he read it just sounded super weird and within 15 seconds took me out of the part where they got friggin' victor caroli back to do the narration and then like they get this (laughs) awkward scene it's like
1: it's like oh okay victor oh go ahead um yeah i was i was just looking over this and I think, I think there might be a typo. Just re Road your red asshole and do it, uh, do it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there was a, so that relationship in opposites. how <laughs> the, the shows felt since they got Judd Nelson in as well for Rodimus. Because if you watch the behind the scenes, it sounds like Judd, it looks like Judd Nelson came in. He would just kind of goof around. He'd read his lines sometimes way too quietly and then no one would ask him to do anything again. <laughs> he'd be like, oh, Judd Nelson's in the room. Just do whatever you want okay bye
1: well i mean granted when he walked in the building he would go judd one take nelson in the house let's do this thing (laughs) oh your script mr nelson whatever i'll wing it except way quiet nelson way quieter and that's basically he's he's still wearing the uh or he shows up wearing the trench coat from breakfast club yeah fingerless gloves it doesn't fit well anymore like it's clearly too tight in the shoulders
0: <laughs> it's like simon pegg's character from that uh let's see the the, the bar the bar oh, crawl movie
1: uh end of the world yeah yeah
0: world's end yeah he's he's wearing clothes <laughs> he really should have stopped wearing like a decade and a half ago <laughs> um now the other no part one that, remembers
1: that... me from suddenly susan i gotta lean into something
0: <laughs> the the other part of the first episode which was like I, I just I took a video of it and just put it on Twitter. I was like I have to share this because this is ridiculous. Optimus Prime, who they quietly recast with Peter Cullen, and then acted as though Peter Cullen's always been doing his voice. Uh, he has a conversation with the Mistress of Flame, which is already kind of stilted, and he's like, "Well, I gotta go." So he turns around, transforms into a truck, <laughs> drives straight towards a mountain of rubble, stops before he hits it. <laughs> quietly turns around drives up to the mistress of flame stops in front of her and then goes <laughs> and then just drives past her and away and it's like and that sequence takes like 20 seconds and i'm just sitting there like who 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 wrote this and who animated it <laughs> on what planet did this because it feels like i watched a live action outtake but this is computer animation so what the hell is going on <laughs> And I was like, all right, you know what? Taste's in my mouth already by by five minutes into episode one. And then episode two has Rodimus communing with the primes where... Rodimus is talking about this quietly. And then the primes are Te Zonde with his voice layered 15 times. So you, so it's like Rodimus goes like, uh, uh, commune with the primes. And then you hear this like... Like reply to him. And in between that... <laughs> They also have the score, the background music cranked up louder than the voices. And it's just like a a a circus show of audio post-production parody except someone was paid to do that. So anyway, that's all I know about the Titans Return cartoon. Uh Transformers cartoons are in a rough place and they they right now, they were in a rough place last year.
1: <laughs> and yeah, uh the, it seems like it. <laughs>
0: As long as Machinima is doing stuff, spending five dollars to render a you know ten episode series. You, uh, the other thing about last year that I think is is going to be a weird thing going into this year. We had uh, the first Hascon last year, which which went pretty well, all reports uh, that I've heard. But for an event that is definitely not what Botcon was, uh, and it seems it seemed like going into Hascon, they really would like for us to all think of that as not just Botcon but everyone's Hasbro convention uh but the feel of the show from all the people who went and i talked to was this felt like a show i would go to for a day not a show i'd go to for a weekend yeah uh and not not that it's its fault it's just that's how the show was presented it's that was the feeling when you were there uh was this is a day event that they're keeping open for a couple days so more people can come out and there's nothing wrong with that but it also means that like as far as official conventions are concerned we we really don't have a bot con anymore we have unofficial conventions and there's nothing wrong with that but i wonder how the flavor will feel as the years go on if that stays the status quo uh by the way i'll be at TFCon if anyone wants to go to that that's that's a pretty good show too it's local local for you yeah yeah local for me hey listen it's, it's one of the one of the little advantages i gained by coming to toronto I'm leaning into it as hard as I can. I could take a bus to the convention.
1: Ooh.
0: $8 bus.
1: Ooh. Oh, I'm surprised you don't take a, a limousine because you're so fancy.
0: <laughs> I should. I should just, like, get, like, a massive stretch limousine to take me there. Like, that's too long to fit into the roundabout parking in front of the door. So it's like the limo has to park, like, across the street. It's too long. Um but yeah, I, I really liked 2017 if I focus entirely on the Transformers. Uh <laughs> the, the media was was pretty uh oh, I thought you were talking about the
1: world in general. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what a great year 2017 was and then yeah, then I just like the little red dot appears on my head and my brain explodes out the side of my head. Uh yeah, if I focus entirely on Transformers, I think 2017 was pretty pretty fun. Uh, the movie movie was was truly weak, even for someone who likes a lot of those things that they, those movies do. The media is kind of weak, but uh, the comics and toy lines just just kicked it up a notch. Also, we just had a VoIP error first of the night. Timeline footnotes, F. disconnect. Seth, I reflected a whole lot on 2017, and I feel good when I think about Transformers, yeah. purely just Transformers. I feel great.
1: Only Transformers. Only Transformers. I feel good about a couple other things, too. Oh, me too. They're off topic. It,
0: mostly, if I think about about my interests and pursuits, uh, 2017 is off and on okay. Sometimes was a little crappy, but uh, if, I, if I ignore the world... Uh, Feel all right.
1: Yeah. Should always try your best to ignore the world.
0: <laughs> Except something really bad's going on right outside, I should probably at least be vaguely
1: aware. Not nah, just close the window.
0: Yeah. yeah close, close, close the window,
1: out. lock the door.
0: Hide under my bed. I'm a happy tune. <laughs> go, go to sleep under my bed for a little while.
1: Watch, watch some fun videos on YouTube.
0: <laughs> saw some pretty good videos of cats. Saw a video of a cat fighting a plush lion. That's pretty, pretty cute. I
1: saw this hilarious video okay is this this big dope right, and he's in Japan, mm. and oh, it was hilarious,
0: oh no, it I was can't the even, best video like, I've
1: seen all year I can't and even it's, it hasn't been much of a year so far.
0: I can't even escape to YouTube anymore. YouTube already got <laughs> wrecked, damn it, well uh, daily motion what's
1: up? Uh, it's been wrecked, uh. and I think Daily motion started wrecked. I think they <laughs> didn't daily motion start on the promise of like this is where you're gonna find all the messed up stuff that YouTube <laughs> won't let you see.
0: So I went to Daily Motion to watch some cartoons the other week, because that's a place where you can still more easily find just like random eighties cartoons. And oh, right. they, they changed their whole interface and it's it's abysmal now. Uh there's a forced pseudo-randomized autoplay. So if you don't push pause, as soon as that video stops, you're you're on a journey. Uh it's very annoying. But uh Seth, do you have any other any other Transformers related twenty seventeen memories you want to drop?
1: Uh, I don't know Not that much. I don't know, kind of dug some stuff. It's mm. kind of digging it.
0: Kind of digging it.
1: Oh, well, we had uh, other I, other parts. I I, I <clears throat> weren't digging as much. I remember we we twenty seventeen. I I dug a third of it in I'll
0: twenty <laughs> seventeen. In a in a, a solidly adequate cartoon, the Stunticons and Menosor got to be the feature for like. A hot minute and i remember for a hot okay, minute cool. you and i were talking a whole lot about stunticons that look funny and then and then they yeah. all went away mm-hmm. it felt good. i saw
1: that set i've seen that set in the store yeah they've seen it
0: i have it and uh i didn't
1: touch it but i saw it It's I mean, sitting
0: at it. on a ledge above me right now Ooh, i got it on sale hopefully it
1: doesn't fall on you
0: oh it's okay if it fall, it's about the size of a of a small man so it won't hurt too much about, about six inches tall, seven inches tall. Uh, Seth, let's let's go into the other listener question I'd hinted at. Okie doke. Uh, this one came from Jim 4 who said, Dear Vangelis and, air quotes, Co. A friend and I have been toying with the idea of Transformers being household items. E.g. Reflector as a smartphone, Soundwave as a dock with the crew as MP3 players or iPods, Prime as a microwave... Megatron as a lighter, and the Seekers as spray cans, such as Insecticon repellent. Let me know what you think. That's all for now. Click. Uh, So I should mention, like, you can pitch stuff to us, but we can't necessarily get it made. However, I do want to know if, Seth, you are the friend of his who he was toying ideas with, because this is literally uh, super close to that thing you just said about, hey, what if everyone had to downsize into household objects?
1: It wasn't me. Hmm.
0: Well, great minds, as they say. Great minds.
1: I would try to think of something a little more action... Action fun for Optimus Prime than a microwave. I feel like
0: a microwave is, like, the one you do for the person who you just can't think of an idea for, because that's just a box.
1: Yeah. Like,
0: like Megatron into a lighter, even, is a little more exciting, because lighters have a certain shape that's kind of contoured.
1: Like those... Those long, uh, like, oh, the Stick lighters? grill lighters, yeah. That's <laughs> just his fusion or cannon? Or just like a Bic. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> I was thinking more like, you know, a fancy Zippo. Oh, okay. You know, those well, flick lighters. Again, that's kind of a box. It's got contours, though. You know, it's got...
1: It's slick. Hmm. Um, Maybe Prime turns into a bottle of whiskey.
0: Actually, if I had one critique for Side Jim's ideas here, it's now that I'm looking at it, Everyone, aside from the Seekers, is turning into a rectangular prism. Uh, Reflector's turning into a smartphone, which is a plank. Soundwave is turning into a plank with a divot in it. Prime's turning into a very thick plank. And Megatron's turning into a contoured plank.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think you look at Micro Man and see some of the more fun (laughs) stuff they did. Like, why, why isn't Reflector just a microscope still? like that still works he's done you don't have to re- you don't have to reinvent the wheel the perceptor. With reflector. oh no wait i was thinking of perceptor the whole time yeah but reflector's a camera so why, yeah. is, why is he just, you don't have to reinvent the wheel on this guy
0: yeah and there's, there's, been this like, guy. there's been like a couple of, of interesting third-party reflectors where they dslr him up uh yeah. to make the camera mode a little bit cooler and uh i think yeah, i think reflector it's like the, no there's no again the, the smartphone, you know, is one of those ones you give to someone where you can't think. Like that's almost more of a sound wave thing, I think, than than a dock. Uh, but yeah, like for Optimus Prime, it's like you know, microwave also doesn't communicate the character to me as much. A Megatron is a lighter, I think, does. The Seekers of spray cans, I think, does as well in a way. Um, but for Optimus, it's like um, to me, a microwave is like a base of operations. It's like a heating element. It's like a generator. You know, it's uh.
1: Megatron is a blender. Oh man! So the big, the big jug part is the fusion cannon, and
0: then and then the big spitting choppy blade part is like just something he can put on his other hand. It, yeah,
1: his other hand.
0: Oh man, I wouldn't want to mess with a guy who has that for a hand. Yeah, he just to pat me on the back and I'm done. I'm ruined. Yeah, I mean like um.
1: let's see Oh, somebody could be a Roomba, like like a Roomba. Yeah. Yeah. That could uh, be somebody That could be Optimus Roomba I think I think Optimus Roomba
0: I think they're also like there's something to be said about the different shapes of glue bottles glue bottles have a lot of different interesting shapes especially those you know those epoxy ones the two-part glues where they come in like the double injector thing uh, with where it's like you push on a thing in the back and it squirts out a bit in, in like an equal amount out of both vials Um,
1: that could be injector
0: yeah we'll bring injector back one of my favorite Beast Wars characters uh, I'd love to see like the Doctor from Revenge of the Fallen. You know, he turned into a little oh, microscope. Yeah, okay. uh, maybe you can you can reinvent him into some other bladed thing, like maybe a block of knives,
1: like a blender, <laughs> like a blender. <laughs> All the Decepticons are blenders, <laughs> secret blenders. Well,
0: that's the thing. Different so, color blenders. How is there is there a division you'd want to put in what types of household objects they are to divide the two? Major factions.
1: Okay, so in the kitchen you have more sharp things. Yeah. So those are the Decepticons. Decepticons are in the kitchen. Autobots are in the living room. Yeah, Autobots are they're like about the, living.
0: Yeah, they're like the vacuum cleaners, the the couches, the lights, TV
1: remote control,
0: uh, flashlight. Oh, a flashlight would make for a great transformer. Flashlight. That's got shapes.
1: Um. The oh, Roomba. Man.
0: Yeah, Roomba as well. Um,
1: the, uh, the carpet. Amazon Echo.
0: <laughs> oh man, he's have like an Echo, and then like the Decepticons have got a uh, whatever the the other one is,
1: the Google one.
0: Yeah. Or uh, oh. nobody's
1: got nobody's got Siri. Well, no, hey, there's Siri.
0: There's Siri, and then doesn't Amazon hey. have like like what is it called?
1: Right there, Seth. Oh jeez. so <laughs> well, no, a- Amazon has one of what those, don't, don't they? Um, yeah, that's the Echo.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Yeah, the Alexa.
0: Yeah, the Alexa, that's what i was Well, I mean, over. the
1: thing is the the thing is called an Echo. The robot lady is Alexa.
0: Well, I think this is important because I think that one faction would get Alexa, the other one would get Siri. So I think Siri and goes nobody with Nobody
1: gets the Google one?
0: I think I think the Google one is like the goes with the Junkions. Just hangs out with Retgar.
1: <laughs> well, Siri works the least well. So maybe she hangs out with the Junkions. Well, I was thinking because and Decepticons get out of Google
0: Oh, uh, okay, they're just as evil I was thinking like the one that I that I feel is tied to the most evil company Should go with the Decepticons No And man, actually I can't pick Because Jeff Bezos is totally a Decepticon
1: Yeah it's, They might buy Target next
0: Oh uh, man, no, Alexa goes with the Decepticons She's like their leg up You know, They got they got Alexa on their side mm-hmm. She's recording all your conversations and stuff does the Google does the Google one have a name
1: um or is it just I, hey Google I think it's just hey Google
0: mm-hmm. oh man what so what if okay so Alexa sides with the and it wipes out her competition. The autobots repair hey Google and Siri, but they have to merge them together into one being called hey Siri
1: oh and then hey
0: Siri is like hey Alexa and well, Alexa's it's already
1: like, that's already how you wake Siri up.
0: I know, but now she's got like a That's Google. She's got like a Google, a Google logo like imprinted on one of her eyes or something, like a big scar. It's a big G carved into Siri's face.
1: Hey Siri. Who would win in a fight, you or Alexa? It, she didn't answer. Wow. Uh, on the screen, it says, "Who me." but she didn't verbally say it. see so, Alexa doesn't have that luxury because she doesn't have a screen unless you get that new version with a screen. But for yeah. most of the versions <laughs>
0: <laughs> I uh, I also want to say I'm really sold on the idea of the seekers as spray cans because uh, I think that would make for them having all having kind of like weird curvy bug wings and I'm su- I'm super down with that.
1: Yeah, what if Kurig or what i just blew it what if Soundwave is a Kurig? yeah and all those little minions are the coffee pods
0: that super works for me because i don't know why but Kurigs look like villain <laughs> hardware to me like currigs look like I, I have this weird inherent distrust of the Kurig system and so i immediately cast no. it as a decepticon
1: don't come around my place
0: <laughs> that's the thing they're everywhere everyone's got a currig this old keurig section the grocery store. No,
1: there's some people that don't have them anymore because they got mad and they smashed them.
0: Yeah, but then didn't idiot For like politics, <laughs> idiot guy like bought them all like 15 Kurigs or whatever because he, he made friends no. with Kurig because Kurig was like, Hey, and he was like, No, Kurig and me are cool. Here, I bought five million Kurigs to replace all the ones you guys threw out your windows like babies. And then uh, I didn't hear that part of the story. Okay, well, that was, that was like the day after or something. This should all be like an episode of this weird Transformers show. Like the, Cur- the Keurig Tucker episode. It's the one that they only aired once. <laughs> and then you had to get it like five years later on a Blu-ray release. <laughs> um... Yeah, no, I'm, I'm generally, I am into the idea of household object transformers, and in fact, I wish that there were some more of them. Like, I guess, from that previous question, that would be another thing I'd love to see come back, is like, uh, the real gear transformers from 07 were solid. Uh, yeah. I'd love to see that. What if
1: they did something stupid, like have Laserbeak turn into a camcorder?
0: Oh, you know, that's, that's ridiculous, because then... Man, I
1: mean, that would be dumb. Wait, Nobody
0: would do that. What are you going to tell me next? Like, he's bright orange as well, and blue? And an Autobot. Okay, you know what though? Legit, if his name wasn't Laserbeak, <laughs> that toy was okay. <laughs> Colors were kind of wacky, but that toy was... Toy was right. <laughs> Had different noises for, for different modes, and I didn't expect that way back. I never got it. I bought it because I couldn't find anything new for months. And I wanted to make... I did a 45-minute walk to Toys R Us, and I wanted to make it worth it. <laughs>
1: Uh, <laughs> I walked all the way here. I ain't leaving empty-handed.
0: <laughs> Buying something. Listen, that was that was 2002 me, or two, was it 2002 or 2003?
1: That was 2003
0: me. All right.
1: 2003 evangelist wasn't <laughs> fancy enough for buses.
0: That's right. <laughs> I wanted my exercise. That's why I or got limousines. That's why I got such nice legs. Did all Uber the work. wasn't
1: invented yet.
0: That's for Yeah, you know what? yeah don't at me about uber they didn't exist
1: back then uh anyway hope well, that why it... didn't you invent it then you'd be rich because i was busy walking that's why well, well, well so what are you doing when you're walking listening are you to... concentrating on walking or going left like right like left like <laughs> right like where's your mind wandering i was to, listening i was listening to, to tunes. dot com inventions i was listening like to Ubers. tunes on my
0: diamond rio mp3 player all right <laughs>
1: It's important You could have stuff. created the Canadian Uber, <laughs> and it could have been like, "Pick me up, eh?" <laughs> it could have been the name of the app. Well, you,
0: do you know what the Canadian Uber Need is? a ride hoser? You know what the Canadian Uber is now?
1: <laughs> Need a ride hoser? No, it's Uber. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, but that's because <laughs> that's because you were sleeping on the job. You could I was have busy beating them to the punch. I had
0: forty-five minute walks to Toys R Us, and I had to get. I kept just thinking about. Like, I didn't have a fancy smartphone. I was trying to remember, oh, what's new? What's out? What's uh What's on my hunting list? You know, do I already have this one or not? Yes, yeah, t- figure
1: that out when you get there.
0: T- well, hey, hey, listen, what? Check on my phone that doesn't exist.
1: Right. Forty five minutes to think of things that oh, isn't also you Canadian know like, Uber,
0: like trying to remember the way there because it's a pretty long walk and I hadn't done it very much by that point
1: uh anyway why didn't you have a tom-tom in your pocket back then
0: because i wasn't some kind of rich gps carrying <laughs> fancy pants that's why i was listen i was walking a <laughs> guy who walks has time for a pocket tom-tom
1: i think a guy who walks has a lot of time <laughs> <laughs> period well look all i want to say is side gem 04
0: i hope that answered your question satisfactorily, even though it wasn't actually a question, it was just asking what we thought of them and I guess it was, we, you know what, we think they're pretty well, cool. Well,
1: asking what we thought is a question. That's still a question.
0: There was no question mark, though. It was a command. Let me know what you think. That's all for now, Snake. That's all I caught from that question. It was a good one, though. Good idea. Household item transformers. We need more of them that are not The actual functioning household item ones that are always compromised as toys that keep coming out in Japan. Or like, well, okay, I don't want to talk too much smack on it because I never messed with it. I didn't hear that that power bar Optimus was all super great. I heard there's a reason why it's half off right now. But that's all I got. Seth, do you want to talk about what we got this week? Sure. All right, Seth. Uh, I heard uh, on a spoiler post on some blog somewhere that this week you don't have any new Transformers.
1: No, certainly not. All right. How could I? That's
0: okay. Because, Seth, I got a new Transformer. Oh, boy. Masterpiece, Sunstreaker. Ooh. And uh, in my opinion, he is absolutely worth it. He is the best Masterpiece released in 2017. He edges out Megatron just a little bit. Mostly based on the fact that he does everything Megatron does, but on a more palatable level Uh, and a more compact size uh, and in a a faster paced transformation. It's just a very good transformation. It's that kind of transformation where, like, everything feels amazing while you're doing it. Uh, the, The transformation between the two car modes is so simple and really needed a video because the instructions are actually terrible for the opening part of it you're going to need to look at a video, I think, to see whether or not those two little silver bits you think you're supposed to flip are actually supposed to move. But once you see that video, ah, it's a good transformation. Uh, the transformations they're doing right now in Masterpiece are so tactile-oriented, I'm kind of mad they're not doing video instructions because I think they're required for some of these. Like Especially like Megatron and Sunstreaker have parts where it's important to know whether something is supposed to make a loud snapping noise when you push it in hard enough. And without the instructions able to tell you that, I don't know, man. And even if it says gachunk or whatever in automatopeia on the instructions, that doesn't communicate it as well as video. Do video instructions for crying out loud. Anyway, Sunstreaker, his robot mode is also like deep posable, kind of like how Megatron's was. A lot of very dedicated articulation. Uh, he's even got the extra click forward on his knees to give him that uh, hero stance where the, the legs are sort of bent inward a little bit. And he's you know, got his chest out. He's got a tiny little ab crunch. Uh, it's a good toy. Uh, my main, my main critique of the figure really is the most petty thing I can think of. Uh, cause I don't have any major critiques of the transformer, uh, nor any of his accessories. Um, I've seen the, the critiques that maybe he has too few accessories and it's like, I think he's just fine. Um, so he comes with chip chase and a wheelchair, right? There's no way to fasten Chip Chase to his wheelchair, and his wheelchair is at just the right angle where it is astonishingly easy for Chip Chase to slide out of his wheelchair. And I just feel like you know, it, it just ta- it takes a tab and a slot. That's all it would have taken to finish this off. And like. I just, like, I was messing with him, like, am I just, like, am I tipping him out of this, like, tipping him forward too much? But it's like, no, every, if I leave all the accessories sitting on a desk and I bump the desk, Chip starts to jostle and then slide out the front of his wheelchair. Uh, I just don't get it. Like, it feels like the only reason they wouldn't do that is to preserve Chip Chase's butt sculpt so that he can, like, look good sitting on Sunstreaker's shoulder or whatever. And he still would if there was a little tab in a slot. Uh... It's just, you know, it doesn't wreck the toy at all. It's just that that is, that is my super petty biggest complaint about the figure. Uh, otherwise, it's, it's fantastic, and everyone who likes Transformers should be mes- at least messing with one. Th- that transformation is next level, in my opinion. Uh, Seth, I think, you, I think you'll enjoy it.
1: Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh,
0: also, Chip is way out of scale with Sunstreaker as far as when you put him next to the vehicle mode. no, Sunstreaker's either a tiny car or Chip Chase is a very large man.
1: Uh, well, maybe he had a growth spurt at after uh, after G1? Well, in between seasons uh, two and three.
0: Ah, yes, he had a growth spurt, and then uh, and then he was just off screen.
1: Yeah, well, we never saw a Sunstreaker die in the movie, did we?
0: Uh, no, I don't believe so.
1: Yeah, maybe him and Chip just took off, man.
0: They went hey, listen, they went all like everyone went spacefaring in season three. Maybe him and Chip were like. We're gonna we're gonna go on space adventures by ourselves. Screw all y'all. No, they
1: just they just want to like the beach. Space beach. <laughs> no, they didn't leave Earth. Like oh. everyone else left Earth to have adventures and stuff. <laughs> and they just they just ghosted on everybody. They just took off. They're they like, like Screw it. We, we've had enough of all this. Let's just get, let's just get <laughs> out of town, man. They just took off.
0: Yeah, Chip was like Spike's gotten all weird and he has his dumb kid now and I hate his kid. Yeah. I don't want to hang out with him anymore.
1: Uh,
0: but yeah, it's. the a, trigger's
1: like let's just go, man. Just you and yeah. me. We'll hit the road. We'll just see where life lands us. Let's bail. Like I, and you know then, what? Then you know. Fast forward a couple of years, they're running a little bed and breakfast out on the coast. Yeah, it's fine.
0: Sideswipe stops by every now and then for uh for his one appearance in their sitcom every season. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's a it's a good figure, and I uh, I. Uh, I I'm really liking the Sunstreaker just as the culmination of what Masterpiece currently is. Um the the move towards animation style robot modes even more so uh I think is part of what makes him such a smartly and wonderfully designed piece of kit. Um it just it's a shame that, you know, he he and Masterpiece Sideswipe look look like two different toy lines next to each other in robot mode. Um two very valid takes but like they, they do not look like companion pieces in any way, shape, or form. Hmm. Uh, masterpiece Sideswipe has a Diaclone toy head. Sunstreaker has a cartoon Sunstreaker head. Uh, it's just, it's just apples and oranges. Like you know, nothing wrong with it. They look in a, in a in a spread of all the masterpiece toys in robot mode. It looks fine. Uh, It's just, it's the same thing as whenever Takara Tomy was putting out all those photos of Masterpiece 36 Megatron next to Masterpiece 10 Optimus, who's also a very Diaclone-ass Masterpiece toy. Uh, They just look like different toy lines, and uh, I sure would love for them to get all animation crazy on uh, Optimus and Sideswipe. But uh, that's all I'll say for now, because, Seth, we'll talk about Sunstreaker uh, probably next
1: time, it sounds like. Probably, yeah. Right. I think it's supposed to come later in the week. Like close close to next weekend, I think.
0: I, I'd recommend when you bust them open, if you get stuck on anything in the instructions, just like turn a video on. Because uh, those instructions are... They're real small. Especially when they're trying to tell you to flip open two tiny little things. Nah. There were times where I didn't actually identify what the instructions were trying to tell me to flip, so I just watched a video instead. Uh, it's very intuitive transformation. It's just there's little bits where you're like... On first transformation, it's a little bit more stuck. And it's like, I don't know if this is supposed to move.
1: Well, I have a big magnifying glass on a flexible arm with a built-in light now. Oh, jeez. So maybe I could use that to read the directions.
0: Would you say that's something that you got this week?
1: Oh, I did. Wow. As a matter of fact. I got it on Tuesday. Oh jeez. So I got a lot of stuff. Ooh. Probably too much. Because when I decide I'm gonna be interested in something, I go too far. Oh too hey, fast.
0: Listen, <laughs> I can empathize with that notion. Let me tell you. I can even sympathize.
1: So the girlfriend and I had been talking about this as an idea for a few weeks. Of maybe seeing about hey, what would happen if we played Dungeons and Dragons? Um, I used to play it back in day, um, second edition, primarily. Started playing a little bit before second edition came out, um, but I didn't like really own my own books until until that for AD&D. Um, haven't played in twenty four ish years at all. Um, she had a tiny bit of experience. One of her older brothers played a bit. Um, but, um, that was when she was really little and didn't get too much into it. Then not really having a lot of people around that we know to play with. Then the idea came up of like, well, what we could always play with people online, and then if we're doing that, why don't we just start recording it and maybe make it into a podcast? And so that's probably gonna happen, not immediately, like it's gonna be a little while before we get there. Um, but that's that's where we're headed. Um so I've been talking to some people about like who might be involved. Um, I'm not going to start naming people now because we're so far away and who knows what's going to happen between then and now. Um, but I bought tons of D&D stuff. So I got the player's handbook, the monster manual, DM's guidebook, Woof. Um, Xander's, um, what? ah I forgot the actual title. It's like Xander's Guide to Everything or something like that.
0: Um <laughs> I I got Let's I got see. the big like I don't know face going on over here. Yeah. Xander's just, Guide I just, to Everything. Whenever I've played D&D, it has been people hand me everything and I just say what I want to do because I've had very yeah. very generous DMs.
1: <laughs> yeah. Volo's Guide to Monsters is on the way. Um whiz Kids um makes pre-painted blind box miniatures Mm -hmm. which aren't going to be useful playing online but um, we do know a couple potential people to play with locally and like we're going to want to do that first to just kind of get a a grip on the rules before we start recording like fumbling through rules and and stuff because most of the people i've been talking to about doing this have little to no experience with D d but in some cases I've always wanted to play. Just never had the chance. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really going to be kind of like. Noobs play d d With maybe one person. That knows what's up. And yeah. has to try to explain everything to us. <laughs> um, because like these rules are really different. And I've forgotten most of. The second edition rules. Because it had been so long. And not something I've had to think about. Yeah. Um, so I bought gangs of these blind boxes um i have another eight on the way from from different lines are
0: they uh Uh, i saw saw the photo mm -hmm. you put up are they are they selling them in like like a do they have a special deal if you buy like a brick of them still
1: yeah it's a little cheaper if you buy them in bricks
0: yeah back back in when i was getting into hero clicks they just introduced the buy by by brick idea and then it was like if you buy it by a brick you get a coupon to mail away for a special hero clicks uh but I don't, I don't think they do that anymore
1: well there's a thing like it seems like the the waves have a uh an incentive figure if you get a case oh seems okay. to be the thing um and then a case is like 32 and a brick is eight yeah So I'd I'd bought some individual ones um, and then went looking online for them and saw that, oh, if it's a brick, it's like $3 less each or so. Um, So I ordered from different lines to to cut down on the potential dupes. Mm -hmm. Still ended up with some dupes. Um, When those were monsters that you would likely see in groups like skeletons or uh cobalt stuff like that then it's that's great like no problem there yeah when it's uh an identical dwarf fighter then it's a little more of a bummer <laughs> um but it's it's kind of neat the way the boxes work you get one large figure and then three medium to smalls yeah and one box i had had four medium to smalls along with the large figure Ooh. And it was two zombies.
0: I mean, zombies are usually found in multiples, so they there yeah, you go.
1: Bonus zombie. Whatever. Yeah. Do, they do all you, look exactly the same, but do, whatever.
0: Do you get the um do you get the the blind box high? Because that's the thing that always would bring me back to Hero Clicks is the blind box high of like, are I gonna pop out? because it's it's so more it's, it's more satisfying to me than trading cards because it's like a box full of actual plastic. And so I'd be yeah. like, you know, pop it open and then I'd see like, you know, a really cool figure, and I just get like a an endorphin rush which i you know probably could identify as like some weird gambling offshoot um yeah at the time
1: it felt and, great and these are like really randomized um mm. so like there's no product code you could look at and then figure out what's what yeah like you're you're just getting what's in there man
0: um, yeah i remember when like when, i was watching
1: huh? i
0: was gonna say when when the chases uh or the rarer figures would result in like you know Maybe you'll get an extra, like, instead of a big figure, you'll get, <clears throat> like, a couple small ones. Or, you know, instead of, like, five normal figures, you get three normal figures and a big one if you got the rare one. It'd be the whole thing of, like, kind of weighing the package in your hand or, like, kind of squeezing it and like or shaking it. Uh, I don't know if that's still a thing anymore.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure. I was watching a video where a guy was opening up a bunch of these, and uh, one of his boxes had two large ones and three medium and smalls. Boo. <sighs> Um, and he was—he he opens it up and reaches in, and he's pulling out. He's like, "Double prizes, double prizes!" <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they were different, which is great. Yeah. Um, but like, so one thing I wondered was, oh, I wonder if it's if these have like set assortments. Like, if you get a uh, a hippogriff as the large, then these are the three medium, smalls that are going to be in there too. And in one of these videos, guy opens one, and like, okay, here's my large, here's the three medium-smalls. Then two boxes later or so, he gets the same large, and the first medium that he opens, because they're in little bubble wrap baggies. Yeah. Um, Then the first uh, medium-small he opens is a duplicate that was in with the duplicate large. And he's like, "Oh no, is this going to be a completely dupe dupe box?" And then the other two were different. Mm-hmm. And then that that was the in my own case, I I only hit one duplicate large, and that was a hippogriff. Um, and the the other figures that were inside were completely different. So it's very randomized. There's very little way to get any sense of what might be in there.
0: Yeah, I remember when I was deep in Heroclix there was a lot of talk about like the way that the packaging process works. Um and there's like something it's something to do with like weights and then like different bins, but it's nothing that a, a user can really deduce without having already bought mm-hmm. everything.
1: Yeah. Um, I got some really great ones, some personal favorite monsters like a displacer beast. Mm-hmm. I was really happy to get the displacer beast. Um little bummed, I didn't get a beholder, but whatever Happened. i
0: I expect <laughs> the beholder is a rare one,
1: yeah um so yeah, just got loads of those, all these game books um then my girlfriend she decided she's gonna handle the dice <laughs> even though I was able to find my old dice bag um she's gone bananas buying dice um she's bought. Two full sets. Um, one thing of like, I don't know how many, maybe there was eight D6s in the in the little box. Yeah. Then she ordered the bag of devouring,
0: which uh, <laughs> I
1: know TJ has. Yeah. Um, because he did a video about it. <laughs> That's a huge bag with like 12 or 14 or however many sets of dice in it. Mm-hmm. She has a pound of dice coming, (laughs) uh, which is just, like, random dice, random assortment, random colors, random sizes.
0: (laughs) When when I've gone to uh, packs, that's when I first discovered, like, that even as someone who barely uses dice, it's hard to go to a place full of dice and not leave without a whole bunch of dice. Like, they, they just, something about buying dice, especially really nice ones, or just colorful ones, is very satisfying.
1: Yeah, and she just had been watching video after video after video on YouTube, with dice reviews and people pouring out and sorting the pounds of dice, and then she came across uh people at like PAX or other conventions, Gen Con, where uh, Chess X has had a booth.
0: Yeah, that's what and it was, that's what they'll, they'll just have a
1: giant. Yeah, they'll just have like a giant bin of dice. Yep, And then like you could buy a mug full and scoop up whatever, however many could fit in a mug or a pitcher and scoop up however many fit in the pitcher. Oh, and yeah. that's what you get. And she's yeah. And then she's like, are any conventions where they might be around here? <laughs> like, like, where's this PAX? I'm like, I know you've mentioned PAX before. Where is that? And I'm like, oh, it's up in Seattle. And she's like, that's not that far away. Like
0: like I say this partly just to her but like listen I've been to I've been to the Chessex booth at PAX like I have no interest in dice and I left with like at least 6 to 8 different dice. If you have an interest in dice like you're doomed. Like Chessex have built their booth to make you want dice. They lay it out so it's like it's like a candy store but the candy is dice. <sighs> Like, I, I bought, I bought a, a set of metal dice there I'm never going to use. But they, they were metal dice, and they looked and felt so good. I, I don't remember where I put them now. But they felt really good.
1: Yeah. And I forget the names of the these companies now, but she came across videos reviewing these, like, super high-end dice. And, like, one of them, like, the company, everything they do is metal. And, like, they have aluminum dice. They have a caged dice they call them which is milled out of aluminum but like what would be the edges of the die are the outside and then the sides where the numbers are or the pips is like loose inside of that frame man so it that they claim that it makes makes them even more random because that Inner bit is moving around, um, separate of the frame, kind of. Um, yeah, just Google up cage dice, yeah, because it, it's kind of hard to describe. Um, I, I, but then also they also have like, like they also have dice made out of tungsten steel, oh man, which is super heavy and dense. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you can kill someone with them, just literally kill someone with them,
1: yeah. Then, um, the other company that did really expensive high end dice. Um like their cheap sets are 350. <laughs> That's for the the their cheaper sets. Yeah. Cuz all of their dice are carved out of semi precious stones.
0: Oh, I think I've seen Chessex um, do something like something similar to that. At least it yeah. looked it was like designed to look like, you know, like emerald or jade or amethyst.
1: Yeah, uh, well the, these people are actually using actual semi precious stone, yeah, including mammoth tusk oh, you could God. get dice carved from mammoth tusk <laughs> I was gonna which say... comes with a well, it comes with a chip of of the tusk and a certificate of authenticity, and the point of the chip is just in case you ever need to prove that it's actual mammoth tusk, the chip could be analyzed by a lab. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I was gonna say that like this also sounds like stuff where Aaron probably has not only information but also heavy opinions. uh and probably also has it. Yeah, as a as a regular <laughs> Gen Con goer. He's he's probably got words about dice. Uh that's awesome. Go big, go to PAX. Drop two hundred <laughs> bucks on dice, do it.
1: <laughs> yeah, so. Oh, and then um, I bought some unpainted miniatures, too. And I haven't painted miniatures in years and years, so I also had to buy a bunch of paints. Um, hey,
0: that was my last year.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I've I've started painting. I haven't finished yet. I'm really close to finishing a couple of orcs, and then I started a couple of skeletons. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my girlfriend wants to try. Like, she's never done it before. Yeah. Um. But she's like, oh, it's not going to be as good. And blah. I'm like, well you don't have the years of experience i had
0: hey you gotta start um, somewhere yeah so
1: you just start easy and then uh and then i was like reassuring her i'm like i'll be able to coach you on stuff i didn't know for like the first five plus years of painting like yeah i barely knew like the only trick i knew was dry brushing like I didn't know about washes. I was using testers enamel paints. Like I was using awful paint for what I was trying to do, and uh, so at least I could coach you on some simple tricks. And there's, that, there's a that lot make of make a huge difference.
0: There's a lot of different completely valid paint companies out there now, and like you know, I'm not I'm not always going to be going to bat for them. But Games Workshop have got some really solid like. Here is a space marine or you know like for example, here is a box where you get a space marine six paints and like a guidebook, and like it's meant to be this is a figure that you can just like learn to paint on if you want to um or even like yeah. any any of those dupes you got like you don't care too much like you can just prime them and then yeah have a go you know,
1: yep, well, and then I told her I'm like if the worst comes the worst and you start painting it and you don't like what's going on and you you want to bail then you know just spray it with primer and yeah start over
0: also there's so many really solid uh painting youtube channels now um uh, which are just, even if you don't if you don't if you just want to know like painting theory like you just watch these channels and they'll just do stuff and like i learned a lot of things just watching youtube uh both Games Workshop and Formula P3 have like dedicated YouTube channels for like Citadel and P3 whatever. Yeah. Um, well,
1: I I I was just looking like on Amazon for a set of paints that would give me all the basic colors that I thought I needed to start with. Yeah. And I ended up with um uh the brand is Army Painter.
0: That's Vallejo, uh one of their offshoots.
1: Mm, are they related? Because the impression I got watching reviews and stuff. Is or am I thinking of, no, wait, I'm
0: thinking of mecha. So Vallejo, every time I see a thing that I think is a new brand, it ends up being Vallejo. But no, you're right. Army Painter <laughs> isn't Vallejo. Vallejo have like three or four offshoot brands. Uh, but no, I'm sorry, I messed that up. Yeah, Army Painter is their own yeah. thing. They're, they're also pretty good as far as I understand.
1: Yeah, so it came with a bottle of something called like Deep Shade or something like that. Yeah, and i just figured it was a wash um but then it it came with a little painting guide and the impression i got was like this is more than just a wash so then i started looking for videos on it and so it came with a little bottle to be brushed on but you could buy small cans of the stuff where you're meant to dip the whole miniature in Mm -hmm. so you just dunk the whole thing in the can (laughs) and then shake it off um which seems like a great way to make a mess. Yep. (laughs) And, (laughs) and, uh, so I guess some people have been used, had been using minwax wood stain for a similar effect, but this is like thinner design for miniatures. Um, so I, I found a really great video that did comparisons where they use different techniques, um, with the army painter stuff and, and the minwax stuff. And, Mm. And the Minwax stuff stains the figure a lot more. So if you want it to be more of a muddy brown tinge, that's the way to go where the, the Army Painter stuff seems to run into the cracks better. Yeah. I haven't tried it yet. I haven't gotten that far, but I'm looking forward to it. Um so a, that, a... that way, you, it looks like you could get decent results just by painting flats and then dipping it, and you're done. Oh, yeah. Like, um, like even, even dipping, like... Like, do
0: it, like, dip it and then do, like, just a real quick dry brush afterwards, even.
1: Yeah. Well, and then you need to hit it with matte varnish because it gets shiny, super, super shiny. Yeah. Um, one video I saw, the dude was dipping, um, uh, Hero Clicks figures. Oh, okay. Here, I got, I got this old, um, Whatever Thor's name is was in the original comics, like the guy that turned into Thor.
0: Oh yeah, the guy with the can uh, or whatever.
1: Yeah. So he had one of those and he just dunked it and shook it out. And then the method he used for shaking it was he stuck a magnet to the base mm-hmm. so he could stick it to a cordless drill and then held it in a small box <laughs> and then <just> <laughs> <laughs> sent it spinning. <laughs> that's pretty good <laughs> to be yeah.
0: honest that seems like a thing i would try to do if, if i was in the right situation
1: <laughs> yeah and then after letting it dry for a couple of days because you're supposed to give it at least two days to dry yeah um like he was like i don't know it's it's so shiny and i guess it's okay and it's it's just a hero clicks but I don't, I don't know if this is really a great method and he goes ah, i'm gonna try to spray some matte varnish on it and see if that does anything and then that the video cuts and he's like oh it's so much better now because <laughs> the, this stuff's actually pretty cool because it's not like master grade painting in a can like but if you're a novice painter if you just are painting up a whole like big army quickly like yeah try this stuff out like it ain't bad
0: yeah i was just gonna say like I've i've noticed when it comes especially to like inks and stuff and like that kind of te- weird, like technical stuff. All the different companies have all got like such interesting strengths that they ended up focusing on. Um, not not to try to like also encourage buying way too much paint, but you know, if you ever get bored, just look up other company inks and just see like whatever it is that they made their focus point. Uh, and it's it's pretty cool. Um, I got I got like a lot of my stuff ended up being P three in Games Workshop, but I've been eyeballing Army Painter and Vallejo stuff as well. But like Vallejo stuff. Is so, like a lot of the stuff I see is so oriented towards airbrushing. That's kind of been like my my limiter for using their things. Um, but army painter, I just need to I need to try. Oh, you know what? I did buy an army painter paint because I thought it, I, it looked like a Vallejo paint. That's why I thought they were Vallejo. Uh, yeah,
1: they, they come in very similar little squeeze bottles.
0: Yeah, I got army painter deep blue um, and Mister Color Enamel deep blue. Both try out on on Power of the Primes Optimus for painting his fist blue. Um. Yeah, the the oh, impression...
1: check the uh, check the Zencaster chat there. Check that chat. Put a link for you.
0: Ooh, the the impression I got basically like exploring a lot of painter YouTube is like, don't be a company loyalist. Um, outside of you know, like obviously your financial means, just like experiment with everything. Yeah. And oh, these dice look these look sick, crazy.
1: <laughs> Man, what's the Those price for the mammoth dice? So it's like. 200 and
0: 248 to <laughs> 2176
1: yeah so the two 248 is for a single d20 yeah and then a full set of polyhedral is 2176 <sighs> woof so that's uh 2d10 a d20 a, a d8 a d12 and four d6s and it's crazy but look at the fancy little box that just the D twenty comes in. I went to the wrong comes this fancy, fancy box. little wood box with magnets.
0: Ooh, those are magnets. Yeah,
1: that's really cool. They're not going to cheap out.
0: Yeah, you know what? That's great because you know what? I bet they could have actually gotten away with saying two forty eight for a D twenty, and here it is in a Ziploc bag.
1: Would have been scummy. The tusk.
0: Yeah, they gotta they gotta go haul out.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, when I win the lottery, I'll maybe get a set. <laughs> I'll
0: get a set made from human bone.
1: Their elemental dice are hewn from stone. So this is artisandice.com, if anybody's interested.
0: Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to flip through here later. Um, just dragging that over to my main browser. Uh, And you also mentioned you got the, the, the lit magnifying glass thing that I, I've seen in videos yeah, before.
1: Because my eyesight isn't as good as it was when I was painting before. Um. So there was no way I could see it close enough, see a miniature close enough to to paint it uh, without making a huge mess. Mm. Um. So I got this big magnifying glass that just sits in front of my face, and I hold the miniature on the other side, and it uh, works good. Yeah. I mean, i've
0: I've seen I've seen lots of pro people use that setup. Um. I actually, I've seen that setup used in a streaming uh, situation as well at a PAX where they were like. They had a live video stream of a bunch of um, uh, people who do War Machine, Privateer Press, painters, and uh, at least one of them was using the magnifying glass setup with the camera also like pointed through it. It was kind of cool.
1: Huh. Yeah, early on, I'm painting away, and I'm like, "Man, this looks like a mess. I'm doing a terrible job. Maybe it's the f- the paint isn't isn't a covering as well as I would want." And then I like pulled away from the magnifying glass and went oh well just at normal (laughs) yeah (laughs) at normal size it's fine (laughs) it's
0: like it's like the weird thing with shapeways plastic it's like when you take photos of it where it's not being seen through human eyes then yes it brings out every pit and pocket (laughs) in the finish of the plastic uh that's really cool i hope i hope that the mini painting uh continues on and goes well
1: It's uh, it's very relaxing. I forgot how relaxing it is.
0: Yeah, that's one of my goals this year is to actually finish painting minis because I got all this mini painting stuff. I assembled everything and then I used all the mini painting stuff to instead paint toys. Uh, and so this year I'm I'm gonna actually paint some miniature miniatures. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anything else uh, off topic on your end you want to talk about?
1: I think, I think that's it. All right. Unless I forgot something. I don't, I don't know.
0: All right. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else on my end to bring up. Not really. Um. Nah, that's about it for me. I've just been uh, moving furniture around and finally planning to shred this old bookshelf and build the one I bought like a year and a half ago to replace it uh it just hit the wall of there's the part where you have to empty out the old bookshelf and then i kept going like i don't want to empty this out today for a year and a half
1: but uh that's all gonna end <laughs> that's all gonna end uh oh something petaluma got uh-huh we got our we got a dunkin donuts
0: yeah you know, that's okay i like their <laughs> breakfast sandwich
1: I, d- I didn't even know it was there and then we were driving by and my girlfriend's like oh yeah there's a dunkin donuts in town I'm like what we don't have those here and we do and it's like really close nice um and i i went in there saturday morning and there was a line out the door and it was like it ain't that good it's
0: not not worth the line <laughs> out. no that's novelty that's what that is
1: yeah i just it will i die just remember down.
0: uh At uh, New York Comic Con, the fuel that would get me through a whole day at New York Comic Con is in the morning I go to Dunkin' and I get their Texas Toast Breakfast Sandwich. It was like two thick-ass pieces of toast with a pile of stuff inside. Uh, They
1: don't have that here. Oh, nuts. The breakfast sandwiches they have are either a croissant, a bagel, or a uh, muffin. I wonder if I'm mixing Dunkin' up with,
0: with some other franchise, but I'm pretty sure it was
1: Dunkin' they may have it may be something that was removed from the menu or it could be like a regional thing
0: yeah i just remember that like their their sandwiches they were not healthy but if it was like your thing you eat in the morning and then you don't eat again until it's after dark it was like a great way to, <laughs> to just be full of energy to expend
1: because <laughs> yeah. one of the maybe it was the first episode we ended up sidetracking and talking about donuts and I talked about how in California, big donut chains don't seem to to last. Like, Krispy Kreme came in with tons of fanfare, and then almost all of them closed within two years. Yeah. And there's still a handful around, but it, it ain't like it was. And uh, and I, I would still say that the small mom-and-pop donut places make better donuts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so we'll see how long... How long Duncan lasts around here?
0: No, nah, I would I would always say the mom and pop donuts are going to be your th- the thing to do. Like yeah. there are there are no more chain donuts that I feel I feel, uh, like like standing up for. Uh, Tim <laughs> Tim Hortons has been an indefensible mess for like almost half a decade now.
1: Yeah. Um, well, the nice thing is is it's I I live very close to work, and this is like two minutes farther away. F- from work so i could just zip past work jump in there get one of them breakfast sandwiches and or coffee or something and then and then head into work without it taking up too much time so it's a close morning food option yeah yeah. well it's now the closest morning food option um would have to go a a tad farther uh previously so Uh, in that way it's convenient
0: a majority of my aggro about chain donut places is is almost entirely just the number of americans who still get all excited about going to tim hortons i just i just get frustrated i'm like well tim hortons is garbage right now
1: it's (laughs) (laughs) well it's a novelty thing like people who don't live where there's in and out burger they get excited when they see an in and out burger because it's a thing they've heard of or a thing that they only get once in a while, when they oh, for sure, travel, oh, for sure it's, it's just the, and like then the, when you live near it, it's like, you know, it's just the thing that's here.
0: Well, no, the thing about Tim Hortons novel. is the the Tim Hortons of 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 myth and legend was that good, and then the Texan company that bought them fouled it all up real fast in like this chain of ridiculous decisions. So, I also just have a because I used to really like Tim Hortons, uh, and now it's just kind of a nothing, like at best, it's like, I don't know, they have a novelty donut that tastes like. I could have bought it at a grocery store. Uh... Don't 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 go to don't go to Canada just to go to Tim Hortons, guy. There's better stuff to go to in Canada for crying out loud. Every time, every time, friggin' friggin' Nick, not not Nick Sardos, but other Nick, is always like, "Ah, oh, that Tim Hortons," I'm just like, dude. Dude, they're suckering you, they're marketing, you gotta stop, you gotta stop. Anyway, this is getting into a weird personal anecdote. So, uh, thank you all for listening to the podcast, and I hope you had a wonderful new year. Uh, Thank you for joining us in making it through 2017 and into 2018. Uh, Please continue on. Uh, Seth, thanks for joining me. Sure. And uh, to all the rest of you out there, we'll talk to you again later, so please stay safe. Adios.
1: Add all that up. I don't know what the f*** it means, but you got some badass perpetrators, and they're here to stay.